0: Hello, listeners. This is the third installment of the first season of the Unprofessional Advice podcast. Giselle and I had a conversation, a session, so to speak, off of the podcast that was quite sensitive and that got very emotional. Today, we're going to be brushing over some of what we discussed during that call as much as she's comfortable with. I believe that we were able to cover some grounds and hopefully I was able to offer some material that she could use to overcome some of the obstacles that we discussed during that call. Today, we're going to discuss it and find out. Additionally, we're going to talk about relationships past ones, and exactly what it is Giselle is seeking as it pertains to relationships. Um, Just ensuring that she is better equipped to put herself in a position to have relationships both familial, romantic, and otherwise that serve her well and positively, and learning to forgive herself for the times in the past that she has not. So I'm going to go ahead and give her a call right now and dive right into it.
1: Hello? Hey, Giselle. Hi, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. How are you? How have you been
1: keeping? I'm doing well. I'm actually working on a little YouTube video right now, so I'm staying occupied.
2: (laughs) Isn't that exciting? Look at you.
1: I know. It's it's about time. I've been, you know, kind of doing other things, but this definitely is a good way to, you know, a little vacation for my brain
2: (laughs) all right i'm glad to hear that you are doing the things that are going to fulfill your legacy i'm excited to hear that all the time all right (laughs) so i i will have already mentioned that we had an intense conversation off of the podcast and um we're going to like i mentioned brush over the surface of it for the most part just so people can have context um of what conversations we're going to be having today uh, okay so I'm going to let you go ahead and start with you know just rehashing that entire conversation however you would like to to whatever extent you feel comfortable and I'll chip in when necessary. Uh, okay. Um,
1: I I don't even know where to start cuz it was very loaded. Um <laughs> see,
2: whatever is comfortable for you to talk on.
1: So It was pertaining on pretty much how to let go of the past when you're still traumatized in the present. Mm -hmm. And I was having a hard time forgiving myself and not blaming myself for things that happened to me, especially when it comes to a relationship with a guy, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it was a fling or an actual boyfriend. I pretty much allow myself to not put people on a pedestal anymore Mm -hmm. and to listen to your gut and that sometimes it's okay to realize things later down the road if you didn't take action at the moment.
2: Right.
1: You know, something certain people and you wish you can take, you know, let's say, event, you know, revenge or something in that form, or you know, defend yourself is the best way to put it. And you don't do it at that moment because you're in shock, or right. you, you know, you, you're just like, hey, maybe this is a little fluke. Maybe this is just, you know, they're playing around with you, but it's really, you know, you just taken aback by what happened at that moment. Mm-hmm. And. You know, now I'm realizing that it's okay for that to happen, even though that wasn't exactly what I wanted to happen at the moment. Right. Um, but it's also okay to take action later on, mm-hmm. I would say. And, you know, in order to forgive yourself, give yourself peace of mind, whether someone broke your heart or someone violated you in some form, whether it's your body, whether it's your um your respect that it's okay now to realize and self-reflect and say you know what it's not your fault right. but there are different ways to let go of that whether it's writing it writing your emotions in a journal or sending a message to that person
2: mm-hmm.
1: and not expecting a response back right
2: Absolutely. Um, um I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> is there any I don't know but I, I can elaborate some more if you like. But it's whatever you feel comfortable. You don't need to if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine and I'll I'll take over. Okay. Alright. So from our last conversation, um, with a lot of the things that you just mentioned, definitely a lot of persons I think I mentioned to you that when persons are dealing with things that they feel like they can't get over it's not even necessarily that they are caught up or still struggling with exactly what might have happened to them because Mm -hmm. the normal human being will have you know played out this situation over and over and over in their heads and it happened. And, you know, unless someone like really disassociates with what might have happened to them completely, they're going to have realized that, okay, this is something that happened. This is something that is now a part of my life. And that is that what people are stuck with and still struggling with is the fact that they feel as though they've disappointed themselves. They let themselves down. They have failed themselves. And It's not until that person realizes that and acknowledges that and apologizes to themselves. I think you just mentioned that as well. And apologize. I think I told you to write an apology to yourself and read it in the mirror. Did you get a chance to do that?
1: No, but I did talk to myself. Oh, wonderful. You know, the first step. (laughs) That's great. That's
2: great. That's great. I mean, we're not going to be able to forgive ourselves if we don't actually apologize to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, that has to happen. Um, we're not going you know, to just, like the same way, it wouldn't happen with any other person. We're not like, you know, going to easily forgive someone sometimes unless there's some mm-hmm. sort of reconciliation. You need to do that for yourself as well. Definitely. And, um, also that, yeah, when, when certain things happen to you by someone else or whatever, it is not the questions that you ask or not like, what, why did I do this? Or why, how did I let this, it's, that's never the case. It's always like, why did this person do this to me? And then when you Mm -hmm. realize that, you understand that you are not at fault and you don't need to have this inner battle with yourself, you know? It's just about recognizing, okay, perhaps I didn't have, like, just whatever it is, my self-respect or something might have been lacking at the point or even, again, just being numb and that is not your fault. But all that has to happen is a person realizes what part they did play. And the part that they did play was not a part in making whatever happened to them happen, but just what came after, you know, like, like you mentioned, um, you kind of just, you know, in shock or victims yeah. are going to often be in shock and they are not, they should not be held responsible for going crazy and going off and someone are doing it's it's not that easy and of course one of the biggest things is that it is never too late to take control of the narrative of whatever it is that happened to you it could be five years a year later you have the right to come back return to that thing when you're strong enough and tackle it then you were going to say something Yes. yes i was going to say just to kind
1: of clarify without saying too much of the story but for people Whoever is listening, women, men, anyone in between, um, it's, it was the two situations that I'm pertaining to Um, One was a close encounter with sexual assault. And the second one uh, was sexual harassment that ultimately led to like a domestic violence, uh, I guess, route. And I would say those were not my fault because you don't know anyone yes. until later on. And so that's exactly what happened. And they decided to take advantage of me in a form that was, you know, when you're, you're bare, you're, you're yourself, that's when you're most vulnerable. And, you know, that's, that's what happened. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't want anyone to ever think that they're alone. And that's exactly how I felt because I didn't have any friends or family members who had went through what I went through. So I suffered by myself. Even if I vented to people about it, they didn't really understand and didn't really know how to console me. So that was the most frustrating part. And, you know, I just want to put it out there. I don't, I'm not going to say exactly what happened, but that those were the themes of each of the situations. So that's that's what I wanted to put in, just in case if people were like, hey, wondering. No, that's what <laughs> um, I thank you
2: for sharing that. I know it's going to yeah, it can make a difference but I am so proud from our last conversation to hear you highlight or acknowledge the two events and say that you know that they were not your fault is beautiful I am so thank glad you. to hear you say that That is that is major and you should feel good it's not your fault none of it ever ever that's wonderful and again thank you for sharing you mentioned about the not having persons who will have led you in, so to speak, the right direction during these situations. And I wanted to just say to anyone, like, sometimes that's not going to be the case. Like, you're not going to have the person who's going to, like, support you the way that you should be supported. And this is where we should definitely mm. go ahead and seek. Perhaps you're not going to be brave enough to deal with a support group, but uh, there are, like, a lot of online mediums and persons who've mm. been through this, and that, that would definitely be a good time. To go get that second opinion, so to speak, besides the people who might be in your life who are, are not looking out for your best interest per se. So I just wanted to yeah. put that out there. And you, you now, um, Giselle, are one of those people that persons could listen to and feel encouraged, you know? So look at you. Look at you turning into the hero. That's a, that's a <laughs> wonderful thing. Yeah, right. it feels good. Yeah, that's, I'm really glad. I'm really glad. And, uh, one, one part of the thing that we had a conversation, the conversation we had the last time as well was the, was the closing of door. Like, uh, I'm not sure if that's how I would put it, but basically that if there is someone who this, this situation is very unique, of course, um, one yeah. of the, situ- the second situation that Giselle spoke on, this individual is someone that's like she mentioned, she didn't get the advice and the encouragement that she needed. So even now, sometimes she might have to run into this person. And though she doesn't feel the same, like, gut-wrenching feeling, it is still something that brings an uneasiness. And I told her that what she should do was to open up a line of communication with this person, scold them, so to speak, where you say, look, this is what you did. This is how it made me feel. It was not right. You should not do this, so on and so forth. And then you close that line of communication again, and you, but you ensure that you ended with, when you see me, don't talk to me. Because, again, that has to do with controlling the narrative. Because sometimes these people know that what they did, you know, might have been wrong. But until they are told, until they are scolded, they go through life with this somewhat Mm -hmm. of a clear conscience. And it's always very important for this person to hear that what they did was wrong. It might move them. It might not move them. But the thing is, in that moment in doing that, you take back control of whatever that situation was. They no longer make you feel uneasy. You have spoken your piece and they can have nothing more to say to you. And that is that. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, Did you get a chance to do that yet?
1: No, uh, but I am writing everything down and then eventually I will send it when I'm ready Um, (laughs) because I'm still a little nervous on that.
2: That's fine.
1: So, you know, I'm taking baby steps. (laughs) because if if I do everything all at once, I, I
2: think I might... I don't want to back out. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. That's fine. That's fine. It's all about it's all about when you're ready. You take life on your time, but you are already in a better space. The first step mm-hmm. is understanding that it wasn't your fault and understanding that you uh, apologizing to yourself and forgiving yourself. And then understanding that no matter how late it is, you can do it at any point. So you're on the right track. That's all that really matters. Alright, so also, we had spoken and you told me you had gotten a gig or something, so catch us up a little bit from the last when we filled out your goal maneuver. Oh yes, yeah. let uh, me go grab that for you. Because it seems like you've been busy and I am so happy. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so right now, of course, I am on the experience box. I am also getting involved. And I have been getting small gigs. For example, right now I'm working for this venue in Brooklyn that um, they do live events, which is exactly what I want to get into. But we're doing virtual events, so it's pretty cool. It's a different kind of experience. Yeah, especially now, you know, people are home, (laughs) so it's a great time for me to you know expand my skills and network at the same time. So, I've been doing that, and they put me as, like, a writer, like, a music writer, and uh, that's exactly what I wanted to do, too, because I love electronic music, so they assigned mm-hmm. me that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm going to be doing that very soon, because, I mean, it's still in the works, because they're doing it with different genres, but my genre will be something new for them, because they've never done it before. Nice. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool to be, like, one of the first people to be like, hey, I, I know what I can bring to the table, and I'm going to help you fill that hole. So... Yes. That's pretty cool. You
2: are and bringing yourself as a resource.
1: That is beautiful. yes, exactly. And let's see. Of course, you know, still growing with my YouTube channel, still filming, still learning how to edit on my own, and also looking for um different programs that will help me edit. You know, better edit my videos. Even though those are expensive, but I know I, there there's a bunch of sales going on, so I'm doing my research on what are the best tools for me. Mm-hmm. um to showcase my skills. And I'm also um uh, I I've, I've been with um one of the girls who mentored me and we were talking over the weekend, we were doing our resume together and then she said, You know what? I have a couple of friends you can collaborate with. Reach out to these people and so I've been doing that and it's pretty cool because the, those people are also on my level of starting off in the freelancing world. Nice. So I've been reaching out to girls, uh, Latinas and media, something like that, I've called uh, some groups like that. And so, yeah, I reach out, hey, what are you looking for? Maybe I can help you. So, I've been really um, involved and trying to get my friends up there. So, so far, so good. I'm staying occupied. And, yeah. That sounds, I'm so
2: proud. And that is really great. You're being involved, you're experiencing, you're creating material. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, I want you to understand definitely that also on your goal maneuver, where there's evolution, you yeah. with the conversation we had the last time, that is definitely you evolving, and that is something to also ensure that you acknowledge you are doing great. And I'm so <laughs> proud, and I'm so happy for you by the time of our fifth session, you will have something to mention from each of those things on your goal maneuver. That's really Ooh. wonderful. <laughs> You're doing it! You're doing it! It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're going to cover a lot of, uh, mostly relationships. Now, okay. uh, when we first spoke first, first time ever, even outside of the podcast, you were telling me, and I think we cut, we might've like brushed over this at some point in one of the previous um, sessions that you mentioned you want to be, and you were very like headstrong about it. You want to be so caught up with work that you are. <laughs> not thinking about relationships or this or that I and mean, it was like very intense and I think I mentioned to you no. that while you're doing that the person that you are there are mm-hmm. multiple parts of you that need to be filled and love and relationship seat because it's something that's important to you if you leave it empty and you fill up the career box then you're not going to have balance and you're never going to find fulfillment and though you weren't saying it I I definitely discovered and I think I wrote it down like after the first session that fear of mm-hmm. relationships is something that you definitely have and that we need to replace that fear with something because you don't you can't just get rid of the fear altogether mm-hmm. we have to replace it with something that is a bit more positive and mm-hmm. uh we're going to talk today and see what we can come up with that since that we were talking about the the last conversation I think we also brushed over to a little bit and uh, just to do a quick catch up I think that one of the things that we discovered is that you are a person who
0: craves and
2: desires actual relationships and you're going to describe that more in your words soon but you desire that and for whatever reason within the past situations that you've been in, situationships so to speak, that you have been in <laughs> they were not things that you needed and therefore it's like we wouldn't consider the f- failure because you tried them they didn't work out but you no. also realize they weren't for you but also no. that the fact is these like I, I think I mentioned to you in the last call that none of these persons that you had described to me did you ever say yeah but you know I really felt like this one could have been my husband or did it da.
0: it was never yeah.
2: that so yeah. these they were not going to be the ones nonetheless but what you were trying to get from them I I hope I I mean I hope I could speak freely the like the the FWB or the flinging or the whatever that yeah. honestly and truly was not who Giselle was and that is yeah. why those things were not going to work out and it's that settling which is something that you said you feared that settling kind of just I think had you in this state of confusion when it came to these type of situations you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. I definitely think that it's important that we acknowledge that box it up and crush it we will not (laughs) look for what we know we do not truly desire we will not settle so Mm -hmm. sorry so if you can give a little bit more insight into that as much as you feel comfortable with
1: insight on the situations I've been in or okay (laughs) okay So let's go all the way back to my <laughs> first relationship. <laughs> um, that relationship, you know, it felt genuine. We knew each other. We were friends. We had to work together. And, you know, eventually, actually what's funny, that started out as, you know, we're really good friends. Then we did friends with benefits, which is something I'd never done even before that. Mm-hmm. But I felt comfortable with him. Yeah. And eventually he wanted to be a relationship. And I said, sure, you know, I like you. We like each other. I like your family. You like my family. So. You know, it worked out for about a year until, um, it just didn't work. And then from there, I was just stuck in situationships. And, um, I also hadn't, let me say this lightly, I wasn't very experienced sexually. So I wanted to explore myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was, you know, seeing people here and there, but I already learned from my, about myself that I needed a connection. Right. when it came to, you know, in the bedroom. And so I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't really for me. And so I kind of like, I'll be honest, I wasn't really having sex anymore. It happened very rarely, so it wasn't important to me anymore. And then after a while, um, you know, something happened to me in 2016. I was very fearful of even doing anything with anyone that I didn't really know. Um, And then I actually had like a few... <sighs> I'm trying to remember the timeline. Um, oh yeah. And then that's when I had a, the guy who lied about having a girlfriend come into oh, the yes. picture. And what's funny because of the stuff that happened to me before, I kind of put him on a pedestal mm-hmm. because he was one of the first guys in a long time that did not treat me like crap. He didn't ghost on me. He didn't, uh, you know, ignore my messages. He would call me, but I just, like I said, didn't know he had a girlfriend at the time. so you know we had a good time when we went to you know events together concerts and so I thought wow the chemistry was there but then that's the problem I learned now compatibility does not always mean chemistry and vice versa so I noticed that was happening a lot I had a lot of chemistry with with these guys but then I'm like huh can I really talk to you when I want to cry you know can I really open up to you so with him eventually we did open up to each other but he was always holding himself back in and I said you know what you know, I'm done with this. And so, eventually, you know, they. I told his girlfriend about it. She had no idea. and Because it wasn't fair that, you know, it was a one-sided relationship. So, fast forward, they break up. We become friends again. It just wasn't going to work out. I just realized that because of the way that we began our, quote, situationship, he was never going to really respect me. So, I decided to just say, you know what? Peace out. And you know what? It's better like this. Don't ever reach out to me again. You wasted my time thinking that maybe we could have been friends after we broke up with her. Right. So I, you know, put that on the back burner. Then I, I met someone a little bit older. And so this person was the one who ended up sexually harassing me. And I didn't think he was going to be serious. I wanted to get to know him. But then I noticed he was aggressive. And so something happened. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just not comfortable, you know, even being your friend or whatever the case is so that was next and so I then after that shortly after I I met someone on, on a dating app which mm-hmm. is rare and so he was my age educated you know I think he was like a high school counselor or something like that social worker and I said sure you know he's cute and we had a great vibe between each other so we wanted to date two dates and so later on I noticed that he was probably a bit judgy he actually wanted an open relationship he had already been in sh- um, a long relationship mm-hmm. and so I actually wanted to try an open relationship because before, a few years ago, I had attempted it with somebody else, but they weren't the right person. So I said, okay, I'm going to, you know, just cross that out. But with him, I felt more comfortable. And so everything was fine. But then I realized, like I said, he was a little judgmental and maybe I wasn't ready for an open relationship. Or at the same time, I don't think he was willing to actually grab my hand and walk me through it like mm-hmm. other people would have. Yeah. So eventually we realized that maybe, you know, this is not for us and he wanted to be friends. But I I said to myself, you know what? I don't need this. I, I don't need an extra, you know, person in my life who doesn't deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. And I will admit this to myself, doing that those times from when I broke up with my boyfriend who last year, I was trying to fill a void mm-hmm. of a guy friend because I had had several guy friends in the past who for some reason, once they get a girlfriend, they completely forget about me,
2: mm-hmm. even
1: when there was nothing there, no sexual, nothing, we're just friends, and mm-hmm. so I missed having a guy friend around, mm-hmm. so I think I was trying to fill that void,
2: right.
1: when it wasn't really healthy to fill it with just whoever, yes, you know, absolutely. and so, yeah, and so I know it's about myself, but the thing is, with a guy friend, it's just kind of just different when it comes to having, you know, a, a friend who's a girl, and sometimes they're just, different mindset and i don't know i i've always been like one of the boys when i was younger too so to me i was missing that and i realized you know what maybe maybe i'm gonna reach out back to my old guy friends and so eventually that did happen like a a year ago i ended up um, reaching out to one of my guy friends from college and he's actually the one who's mentoring me too now he's um he's the one who helped me freelance and all that he's in radio and so you know we we patched things up and it was just a miscommunication and now I'm super glad I have him back in my life and I don't feel the need to fill that void anymore so you know he's very genuine he's a good person when it comes to like good worker good boyfriend all of that so to me I was like you know what this is this is my journey and I noticed what it was and I stopped
2: it (laughs) so
1: yeah so now I'm you know I do have sometimes with really weird some random guys who come back to my life whether it's trying to instagram me or facebook me or 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 text me like hey let's catch up and i'm just like no <laughs> i don't need that now you realize that i'm a cool girl no so that you can take advantage of me no 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 so i you know it's just like a second chance for them to ruin everything again so i've been doing that i've been you know sometimes I get it some people change but to me because of what happened to me I don't really think people change unless your actions show it you mm-hmm. know so people just think oh you know they're they're going to write an apology but that apology doesn't mean anything it doesn't coincide with their actions so that's something also that I am taking into account if mm-hmm. someone wants to be a part of my life again or in general just you know begin something new with me
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then now I actually was funny back in January I downloaded another app again just to see if I was comfortable. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and so I noticed that the guys were very just open to anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, that is a road to misleading people. So I said exactly what I wanted. I wanted to get to know one and eventually be in a long term. And of right. course, I'm like, yeah, you know, I just want to get to know people. I- I'm looking for friends. I'm sorry. No one looks for friends in an app unless you're a foreigner here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to me I felt like that was bull crap. And so I did go on a date with one person but then it it turned out we were on different pages. He wanted to get sexual. I was not ready to get sexual because of what you know had happened yes, to me yes. and I said, No, this is I need to delete the app. So I do give myself those breaks where I said, I, I I don't need this, you know, let me delete the app. Sometimes maybe I'll download it, but it's not one of those things that I like to meet people on there. I'd rather do it organically, you know, via people um but that's just really what's been happening in my life. Do <laughs> yeah. either on an app or I'm not. Um, but right now I'm okay with not being on an app and not having to worry about oh, he's not texting me, what is he doing? Or going through the whole, Hey, you know, they're on Instagram but they won't text me or they stop talking to me but they're looking at my story. I I hate that. Like that's just so much anxiety that you don't need. So I'm pretty much happy with not having to deal with that right now. So that's why I prefer to immerse myself in my work until someone who actually is worthy can, you know, take my little uh attention and then we can grow from there. But that's why I'm afraid of getting to something where I look like a fool because I'm all about, you know, dedicating myself to somebody. I, You know, it's funny because I'm not the one to settle. It sounds kind of like uh contradictory that I don't want to settle, that I'm no, scared or whatever, no, but at the same sorry. time <laughs> at the same time if I find the right person I'm gonna dive in. You know? Mm-hmm. Um but that's really it. I I just don't wanna waste my time with the wrong person like I've done before in the past.
2: Sorry. Um
1: so that's, that's the general part, of just my dating life in general. And that's why I've been single since 2014.
2: <laughs> Can you believe that? It's perfectly fine to be single, girl. Trust me. Um, <laughs> especially, it's better to be single than to be in something that's crappy. That's for certain. Yeah, um, I agree. So you mentioned, and I, I guess it's important, this is a good point, of the time for me to make um, that contrast. So we know that you like to taste and you like to experience. But at Mm -hmm. some point in our lives, we definitely need to put limits on ourselves. Otherwise, we could get lost. Or even worse, we could lose ourselves. And as it pertains to your desire, your intense desire to taste and experience different things in the world, and as it pertains to relationships for you, I think that those two things should not completely mix unless we're talking about the nationality of this man or woman. Whatever tickles your fancy. But I definitely... (laughs) Feel like you should like in relationships because it's one of these very crazy variables where you know it's a completely different human being than yourself in their own complex ways it's important to keep that a little bit more concrete you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like and i don't even focus too much on what you do want in a relationship i always tell people to focus on what they don't want but we're gonna, oh. we're gonna cross that bridge we're gonna cross that bridge later Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like from our past conversations that you've definitely realized that you were trying to get something that you didn't want or need truly. And Mm -hmm. I feel like you understand that you're in a position where you're not going to be continuing to do that. Am I right? Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Let's do talk though. And good about your um, guy friend being back in your life. Can I ask you, do you have feelings for
1: him? No. Wonderful. (laughs)
2: that. Yeah, yeah. that's great okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> what we're going to talk about is what you what are the things that you fear about relationships i know that you you said like basically the wrong person having the wrong person is something that worries you yeah right and having the wrong person i think also i, I, I I'm, I've, I've gotten a lot that you have a very intense fear of rejection or am i incorrect Um,
1: not really. Um, maybe when I was younger, but definitely not now. Now I'm not really afraid to put myself out there. Mm Um, and then if I don't get the same reaction, then okay, whatever. It's happened multiple times. Like sometimes, like when there's a guy that who's just not that into me. He's just being friendly. Mm -hmm. I get rejected, and you know they're like, "Well, I don't see you like that." Okay, no problem. It doesn't really hurt my feelings because. It could be worse. You know, there could be a guy who punched me in the face and he doesn't like me. You know, that's right. worse. <laughs> but I I guess maybe
2: it's when
1: I'm in something and then later on they, quote, play me, that's mm-hmm. when I get my feelings hurt. Okay. Yeah.
2: So someone being played is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, they whether it's emotionally
2: cheating or
1: physically cheating, um... Or just being neglected in some way where my love is not reciprocated.
2: Mm -hmm. How about, I think, abandonment would also be a suitable word?
1: I don't know, because those have like abandonment issues.
2: (laughs) No, but from what you described, for example, like when you talk about if you're talking to someone online, and then it's like, you know, the anxiety that you see, like someone would, like you would feel if they're not communicating with you and trying to understand... I feel like i what you're concerned about being abandoned is this connection that you will have developed with a person. If you develop something and it's going good or you know it's going okay and they choose to evacuate that situation, why? It I think it's something that has from what we've talked about, like leaves you puzzled about abandonment. It's kind of you know, it's it's it strikes you hard, I think. Okay, I didn't think so about it like that, but yeah. Right. <laughs> what if so I have wrong person uh, being played, being neglected, um, you know, the abandonment of something that you think is going good, what else do you sort of like fear in relationships? Um,
1: I besides, you know, the loyalty and the, you know, infidelity, um I would say maybe someone who doesn't know what they really want because mm-hmm. if you're really in like uh, erratic and like unpredictable mm-hmm. that's a little I guess maybe that goes hand in hand with like when someone can just evacuate the situation right. <laughs> um, because it's like can I really trust you are you really always going to change your mind so that kind of I would say that because I have been in situations where the person was hot and cold, where one moment we're really good, and then the next moment, it's like, we're friends, and it's like, wait, but we were just romantic, like, a few seconds ago. Mm-hmm. So that to me is a little scary, because what if, you know, you're together three years, and don't know where they're like, I don't love you anymore. And it's like, wait, where did that come from? So I don't trust people like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, and I definitely maybe because this word old up, so
2: I'm afraid of who
1: doesn't know how to compromise because I, when I was with my boyfriend, um, I, something happened where I had graduated and I had thought about relocating for like an internship or a short-term job, and I told him, hey, would you be okay with me moving for, you know, for this job? And then, whatever it ends, I would come back.
2: And he was really supportive.
1: So I would have I been supportive of his decision if he wanted to, let's say, study abroad or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was upset with me, and I said, okay, first of all, I tell you what I'm trying to achieve with my dreams, but then, the moment You tell me something so silly. Let's say he wants to play video games instead of going out. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't compromise me. I I, I know that's like a bad example right then and there because I I can't think of it exactly what what happened at the time. But it's like, you know, I'm really big decisions. Okay, so compromise. So someone who doesn't know how to compromise. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is a great example. There was this one time. I um actually I was always there for his family parties, whatever birthday, whatever you call it, the baptism of a, of a cousin or whatever. But the time that I graduated from college, he wasn't here for me. He never showed up to my party. Oh wow! And his excuse was the the thing is he had um he had he was a scream from an accident,
2: mm-hmm. and.
1: There is a long story I can't really talk about because it's kind of like also legal, but um he couldn't really leave like, out if any, his mom had to drive him around or he could be the taxi. And so what was funny, he would do that
2: kind of stuff for his friends
1: because he lived in the Bronx. He lived, he lived in the Bronx and out of Manhattan. And so what annoyed me is he didn't show up, but then he would, I would see him on Instagram like with his friends and I said, really? So, is it that I go to your house, but then you can't come to my house when it comes to an important occasion? Mm -hmm. And of course, his excuse was, well, you know, my situation. I can't really leave the house because I'm recovering. Well, I saw you do that the other day. You left the house. And then another situation was when he was a big sneakerhead, so he loved just buying sneakers for no reason. I don't know why. And so, I bought him something really nice for, like, Valentine's Day. It was, like, a, a coat, like, two coats that were, like, $250 or something like that, $300. And then, you know, I saw him buy his sneakers. And I don't expect anyone to spend money on me, but he'll give me something, let's say, like, a pair of sneakers. I don't remember. And I said, you know what's funny? You could have used that money for something else. And it, it was always about him, him, him. Mm-hmm. And to me it's like that's not a compromise there. You're 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 not you're not you know, I'm scratching your back but you're not scratching mine.
2: So very
1: selfish.
2: And and I got
1: really upset and I got tired of it because it 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 wasn't fair that I'm over here, you know, wash you know, kind of just showering you in, in in love and, you know, little little, you know, gifts. But then with me it was nothing. It was just like, Oh, okay, well, I you know, I'm you're here and I'm cooking for you, that's it. I don't know. It was I know it's very like minimal little things that I can argue about, but
2: I mean it if they, affect you, it they, if me? they affect you they matter. That's all that right. matters. If they affect you, they matter. That's all you need to invent. nothing is too trivial or too empty <laughs> or whatever. If it affects you and makes you feel some type of way, you have every right to that emotion and feeling. Especially oh, if it's you. your significant other. You have a right to expect that this person is going to be concerned with how you feel, no matter how small it is. That's what you're there for. No, it's true.
1: Because there was another occasion, too, that I would would spend time with his family all the time, loved it, but then he would not spend time with my family. And I never understood it, because he did it with his own family, and, and it's like, you can't do it just a little bit with mine? I don't understand. And so... That also pissed me off, <laughs> honestly, because I felt like I was trying. And it was a genuine try. It was not like I'm forcing myself or something to like me. Not at all. They loved mm-hmm. me. But it's like I wanted my family to also love him, but it was just – it was a distant relationship. So it was just like, oh, I know the guy, but I don't know much about him. Okay, so how can we make this work? And I was going 75, and he was just doing 25%. So. Yeah, that's
2: definitely but. never good. And mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to stuff like that, I always tell persons, I am all the way here for being with a person or dating a person that isn't exactly what you want yet. But I am yeah. not pro um, potential at all. I am pro willingness because anyone uh, can have the potential to do anything. Some persons don't live like, up to their own potential, like for their own selves, much less you. You know what I mean? Much less a relationship that's for an entire like different person. So mm-hmm. I definitely believe, though, in dating willingness when there's a person and you can recognize this stuff. And it's like, even if the person isn't, you know, making it all the way to the tre- the threshold that you want or the standard or whatever, they're trying. And that's what really matters. So even if they might not make it there and, um, you know, for whatever you have to end for whatever reason, at least you will have been in something where you could have seen effort from that person having mm-hmm. reciprocation and, and feeling a person is putting effort into a relationship goes such a long way and what you just described was the lack of that and mm-hmm. even with love and even with chemistry or whatever if you don't have that effort and that reciprocation it would not feel good you would not feel good so yeah i definitely understand and again the small things out of it, because the small things are what really, they're compiled into the issue that you have with this person, into the issue that is making you feel a way that is negative. Therefore, they all mm. do matter. So you you have every right to have felt how you felt in that relationship, and you have every right to definitely want to avoid um, a person who is unable to compromise and definitely lacks you know, the ability to reciprocate. That's definitely okay. Um, You got anything else that you feel like you fear in relationships? Um, <laughs> uh, I would say respect. I feel like I would say not being respected is something that you would say. So not being respected. Yeah. Yes, I was
1: going to say that.
2: And I think that's perfect. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. Especially with what has happened to you before. I think, especially even when you get into your new whatever new relationship you're going to get into um there's going to be i mean i'm I'm definitely hoping to have this conversation with you where you know you don't have this wall or strategizing and so on we'll get into that, but there is going to be something inside of you that is extra cautious because of what you've experienced, and you're going to be looking very intensely into seeing if this person could go down that road at all, even if there might not be any signs. There are times you're going to look for it and, you know, how brains work. You might see it. (laughs) It might not be there, but you Mm -hmm. might see it. I just want to acknowledge that with you right now so that you can can be mindful of it when you get into a relationship to, if that is not a thing that exists, even though because you're human, you're going to look for it and you're going to have issues, you're going to be extra cautious because of it, Mm -hmm. like to just try to, like put a cap on it as much as you can to not ruin something that might be good because of what idiots in the past have done to you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like definitely being respected and feeling like that, feeling it's extra, so to speak, is something that you're going to be looking for. All right. So now we're going to write something really quick.
1: Okay. Hold on. I'm going to go grab my notebook and... (laughs) My mom is making a lot of noise. Okay, I'm I'm ready. All
2: right. So these are the things that I don't want in a man. Okay. All right. Okay. So right, my man will not. And they put like the cool on, <laughs> and then we're gonna kind of get <laughs> to the list. Will not okay. be the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Will not disrespect me or my intelligence. Will not neglect or abandon what we develop. Mm -hmm. Will not lack transparency. Mm -hmm. Will not be indecisive. Mm -hmm. Will not be unable to compromise. Mm -hmm. Will not lack the willingness to reciprocate. Mm -hmm. And now I want you to look at the list and look at what you've just written and see if there's anything else that you can think of because. Like I mentioned earlier, they're thinking everyone, you know, we look at what, would, what do we want in a person and so on, but when you are focusing, and I'm you, of course, just generally, when a person is focusing on what they want in an individual, they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves. And on a good person that they might meet. That's why I mentioned about like not dating potential per se, but dating willingness because you might be a person who is good and they're genuine and they've never experienced you. And you of course are the only Giselle. You are one of a kind. So this person might be willing to be what you need, and this is what a relationship is—it's it, growth, you know. So if you're dating willingness, then you might have a person over time become what you want. So it's always important to like not look for what do I want? Does he have this? Does he have that? Does she have this? Does she? So we don't do that. Instead, what is important and what we should focus on is what we are not going to accept or tolerate from a person or in a relationship. That mm-hmm. is what's important. Once we identify those. When we're going into situations, this is how it's better for us to be able to identify red flags, because we know what we are not going to be dealing with. So as soon as the person shows you that they might not be very transparent, it's like a no, it's like a no-no, because it's, it's, it's like better, perhaps, so to speak, better, quote unquote, to hope that a person might develop a new attribute. Than for them to lose one that they have been developing their entire lives, you know what I mean. So if a person mm. is a liar, you can't trust that you're going to go. Let's use that guy, for example, the one that had the girlfriend. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, right. So you know, like you can't trust that you're going to get into a relationship with him, and he's not going to do that again. He's going to change. No, no, no. We don't do that because people. <laughs> that's not how they work. <laughs> that is not yeah. Also. We should not go into things hoping that a person has the potential to change who they are and live without that bad habit. Instead, if they have it, if they have the thing that you are not about to take and accept and deal with in your life, you let it go. You wash your hands of it, and you keep it pushing. Mm -hmm. And once you, once the things that you know that you don't want are not there and all that stuff, then you are going to be able to discover who this person is. Instead of trying to fit, it's like you have a box. Um, this box has all these attributes that you want your man to be or your woman to be. And then you're looking for a person, like think of the silhouette of a person, and then you're looking for a person to fit that silhouette perfectly. That is very hard to do. Instead, if you're approaching a person and you're, you know, you're taking off the list of things, the bad habits you don't want them to have, you're going to start to discover the good things about them. And it's mm-hmm. going to be wonderful to be experiencing this new person, not this person that you're attaching all these expectations to, but whoever this new and good and genuine person is. And as you discover them and, and you allow yourself to be vulnerable to the point where you can also be discovered, then that is how you're going to grow. That is how you're truly going to know if you and this person could mesh by paying attention to the attributes and the things that they have that do exist not by what you want to exist in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So, all right. So again, we're going back now to what we wrote there. Tell me what else you think when you see that in a person or if you see that in a person, is going to be a no-no. And you can add it to that list. What is your man not going to be? (laughs) Uh, Not lazy. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's (laughs) fine.
1: He's not going to be lazy. He's not going to. I mean, that's the same thing with disrespecting my intelligence. Like, uh.
2: Yeah, making you a fool, somewhat.
1: Yeah, like, uh. Manipulate me. Mm. He He's is not, not going easy. to manipulate me. I don't want that. I don't. Want someone who's not compassionate. Who's, mm-hmm. who's not a good listener. If you're not a good listener, then. I mean, that's important to me. I don't want a man who who can't see multiple point of views. Mm-hmm. Because if it, if everything's all about him, 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 when will it when will it be about me? Mm-hmm.
2: Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I don't want a man who doesn't have manners. <laughs> I All do right. see the way they treat if they treat their mom a certain way or their dad, uh, and they're disrespectful. What does that say about them? Like if we were to build a family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want a man that. You're
2: writing this down, right?
1: Yes, awesome. yes, yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't want a man. It's, it's like there's so many things, but um, I was going to add something a little bit. A little bit like intimate, but I don't want someone who is not willing to be adventurous. I don't like people who are closed minded, Mm -hmm. whether in or outside of the bedroom, but that's to me a turn off because you know, you want to keep things running all the time, you know, keep it spicy and you want to always be evolving. Whether I mean, it doesn't always have to be like that in that form, but I feel like to me, if you're open minded, that means you're open minded in different aspects of your life i don't want a man who's not open-minded mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna write that down
2: absolutely um, and in brackets you can put sex that's fine it's it's okay okay, you don't want to, <laughs> yes. okay i put They're that I put <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see i
1: don't well i don't want a man that's not educated either it doesn't mean that they need to have a degree i've always been the type mm-hmm. that oh they need to have a degree but sometimes mm. the most hardworking people are smart in themselves, whether it's, you know, laborists, like they know how to, you know, do plumbing. Like that's that's smart. That's a skill that I don't have. Mm-hmm. So I want someone who's educated, whether it's school-wise or not. Um, I guess I maybe mean, ties in with lazy.
2: <laughs> I don't, yeah, well, I mean, not educated. it also like uh, intellect as opposed to intelligence. So you don't right. want someone that lacks intellect. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of background noise right now? Is there? Are you asking I'm just asking me? because oh, no. they're clapping
1: right now. No, they're oh, clapping outside. No, no, no. You know how they're doing the the thanking the essential workers. So if you hear clapping, it's it's them oh, it's <laughs> out thank there. You
2: okay, no.
1: No. no. <laughs> It'll be like for five minutes. They'll keep doing that. But <laughs> oh, mm. I know. Yeah. Let me just go to a different room. I'm
2: not hearing it, so it's it's fine.
1: <laughs> okay. So. More things for the what I do not want.
2: If there are more, then definitely put them out there because we want to ensure that when you head back into this rodeo, that you are good and set. So if there are more (laughs) things that you don't want, ensure that you have it there to to reference.
1: I definitely will add on
2: to the list, but I feel like I can go on and on. So all right, so then you can. That's a piece of homework for you. That's no problem. All right, so now we have what you are not going to take in a man and ultimately a relationship. Now, I want to ask you what type of relationship are you looking for? And also tell me what you want from a relationship, but not, don't think of the man. Tell me what you want, like, what is the purpose that a relationship in itself would serve for you, or that you want it to serve, rather?
1: Okay. So can you start that one more time? Only because I heard like two questions in there. <laughs> um,
2: yes, there were, there were. So I'm asking you what type of relationship you want, basically, and also what you want from the relationship. But I'm telling you not to think of the man when you answer that question. Think more of what a relationship is supposed to do for you, like how you want it to serve you and your life.
1: Mm. Okay, so, okay, I'm going to answer the what type of relation by want. Mm -hmm. I want a relationship that is definitely, like, a gift take Each person contributes, and I know it's not always going to be even, but I want someone who, even if it's not now, later on down the road, you know, give back what I gave. Not give back. Uh, reciprocate. You receive, yeah, reciprocate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do want someone who knows how to reciprocate someone a type of relationship that can also be fun. Mm-hmm. And it could be any, it could be like going to trips or it can be even learning how to play the guitar with me. You know, like the little things matter to me. Mm-hmm. Someone who remembers type of relationship that If I'm depressed, they understand that they don't say, you know, oh, wow, she's just being gloomy. No, I want someone to learn how to be there for me Mm -hmm. and not judge me for whatever I'm going through. I want a relationship that I can teach them new things and they can teach me new things and they won't be close to it. Mm -hmm. I want a relationship where I'm respected, most of all, mm-hmm. where they're honest. I want honesty. Mm-hmm. I want to 100% be transparent, whether you know it's hurting my feelings or telling me, hey, I cheated on you. I will respect you more as a person for telling me the truth than for hiding it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in what they don't know won't hurt them. That's not true. Because <laughs> eventually you know, you looked looked at their phone and you saw a text message you weren't supposed to see. So I'm I'm big on that. Even if I were to let's say in my in my past relationship I was very transparent when I got hit on me. Even though they didn't need to know it but I said, Hey, listen, this happened tonight but I didn't do anything and he respected me for that. Mm -hmm. So I don't want someone who doesn't trust me. And vice versa, I wanna trust them too. I wanted a relationship where if I have a new venture that they're willing to come with me or that they can really support me. And if they don't, then they should 100% be honest about that too. That they're not willing to, to wait for me or just be there for me from afar. Because um, I don't expect anyone to wait for me, you know? But it's all about them. It's all about them. And how I wanted to serve me in a relationship, I... Yeah.
2: Like, don't not like, them, not them, but like for your life personally, what purpose should the relationship serve? Like, what is it supposed to do for you? What what are you supposed to gain from it? How is it an asset to your life?
1: Got it. So I feel like a relationship for me, it's like a combination of a best friend Mm. (laughs) plus, you know, that love that you can't get from your best friend, which is like romantic. Mm. And... I, yeah, I just want a best friend who I love and loves me back. And I, I know there's the, it's a different dynamic from best friend versus boyfriend or partner. Mm -hmm. But to me, I've always, and this is another confession, I always wanted uh, my partner to be my best friend. I know sometimes that's not always the case for everyone, Mm -hmm. but because I was really good friends with my ex, and, you know, I kind of, Put in my head like I want the next person to be my friend. I don't want it to start off as ah, you know that we don't understand each other on that level. Mm-hmm. to me, that is important because I feel like that's a good foundation because let's say if you were to ever break up, you can still be friends with them if if that's healthy for you
2: right
1: um but to me, that is an important part of a relationship being friends because if there's no foundation, then what is there just sex? you know it's to me it doesn't really make sense, so mm-hmm. I want it to serve me like a relationship in my own life, like how I lie, you know, rely on my brother to be there when I want to cry or when I just want to play video games. Someone who's just there. Um, pick up the phone, a text. I want it to be fulfilling. I don't want it to be draining. Mm-hmm. I want their support and I also want them to be honest when You know, like, for them not to cloud my judgment. Someone to to say, hey, that's not a really good idea. I'll I'll tell you why. Like, you know, kind of give me a different perspective because I like doing that with my friends too where, you know, I say, hey, do you think it's a good idea? Mm -hmm. So I got maybe, uh, you know, leaning on for advice. So I wanted to serve me in in ways that are positive. Ways that, you know, they can not guide me but just be there (laughs) literally by my side. And... Just walk with me while I make these mistakes and you know go through these good experiences and bad ones um so I want it to serve me in that way. all right,
2: okay, so we're gonna write. I want you to write my relationship will provide me with, and then the colon, okay, all right, so provide you with reciprocation first one, okay, okay. fun. Support. Yeah. To be understood or being understood, rather. Yeah. Candor. Mm hmm. Trust. Mm hmm. Romance. Okay. Intuition. For sure. And the last one, a camaraderie. I definitely feel like that. I mean, I wouldn't say best friend just because when my (laughs) friends listen to this, they will hurt me. Um, but. (laughs) I will say this, my husband is definitely my number one homie, without a doubt, without a doubt. And that is what a camaraderie really is, like that is what that gives to you, like this person that you're spending all of this time with, that they are, you know, the person that you feel like is, is your homie, is your best friend. is exactly. your, you know? So, I mean, if you don't have that in a relationship, then that relationship is not one that is going to be like conducive towards growth in your own life because you couldn't possibly based on the amount of time a person is, you know, meant to spend with their significant other, if they if they don't have that level of friendship and connection, then something must definitely be wrong. And you definitely don't want that, so you're on the right track when it comes to that. Um we have what you're not going to accept from a man and we have what you basically need a relationship to give to you and i Mm -hmm. want you to also look at these things and ensure that with all of them that you are giving them to yourself you know okay i want Mm -hmm. you to ensure that you have the fun and that you take care of yourself and the way that a person can reciprocate to themselves is by whatever you are giving out into the world the good and the positive energy that i know you are personally giving out into the world it's important to treat yourself you know, yeah. it's very important for persons to treat themselves Um, and ensuring do constant self-reflection so that you can ensure that you understand yourself with the things that you want to do. Ensure that you support yourself by going after it with, you know, like all the confidence in the world. Always be honest with yourself. Always trust yourself. I know that you said that you have a very strong intuition, so ensure that you always trust that. And um I mean, you can't necessarily, so to speak, provide yourself with romance, <laughs> but um <laughs> definitely ensure that you are always looking out for your best interest. And it's important mm-hmm. that the things that the ways in which you want a relationship to serve you and the things that you wanted to provide for you, that you are providing it for yourself, because when this person comes in you don't want to completely be dependent on them even if they're the best person in the world you don't want to immediately be be dependent on them to give it to you therefore once you're giving it to yourself and you start to discover this person and whatever the two of you have or is growing then you can start to gradually release and relinquish control to that person so that they can be who you depend on for trust and for this and for that But you go into the relationship ensuring that you have all the things that you want from that relationship already. So that if the things that, for example, have happened before, if they happen, you're not going to be left hanging. You got you, so to speak. You know what I mean? So ensure that you, you know, look over at that list of things that you want the relationship to provide over time. Especially if you meet someone new, look at it and ensure that you can check off all the boxes and ensure that you are giving them to yourself before you dive into something so that you'll okay. be good. And the next thing I wanted to know, and you can write this down, I want you to identify what you think you bring to a relationship. Uh, uh, what I bring to a relationship?
1: Okay. Okay. You know, what's funny. I know I have a lot to offer, but then when I'm thinking about it, (laughs) it's like, hmm, I really have to think about it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because I think even though I can be stubborn, I still feel like I could be flexible, too. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I could accommodate to someone's needs or depending, you know, how far they're willing to go for me Mm -hmm. but i think i can provide what i bring to the table of course my intellectual um traits um i i i'm trying to think of everything um all right
2: i I, if you want you can you can do this outside where you have outside of the podcast i mean where you have the time to look into it if you want and think about it some more
1: yeah, cuz I don't know right now I feel like I I will be shallow just saying hey I bring this to the table with a degree and it's like okay not, no, that's no, not really what yeah, it is. That's
2: not at all. <laughs> like when you answer this question, I'm sorry, you were going to say something?
1: No, no, because I can tell you what traits I bring to the right. table that could benefit in a relationship like that are positive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I I feel like it's deeper than
2: that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely for example these things that you want these not the things that you want rather but the the ways in which you have listed a relationship is supposed to serve you you could meet someone who has wonderful amazing traits a person who is like for example i am a seventh-day adventist and i have dated the seventh-day adventist men you know christian men or whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they were not able to give me a situation that served me the way that the relationship that I have with my now husband, who is not a Christian, serves me. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like sometimes a person could have a lot of positive traits and a lot of things that you will have deemed, you know, as necessary or good or whatever the intelligence, the degree, this or that. And I think, like you mentioned, you always used to be, yeah, they need to have a degree. They need to be this and that. But then over time, you've realized that having intellect is more important than having academic intelligence. So it's definitely mm. important that when you're answering that question as well you're thinking of okay I have these traits but when a person is in a relationship with me how will that relationship serve them you know mm-hmm. what I mean and your traits are not necessarily completely what is going to you know determine how that relationship serves that person it's it's right. something that is deeper than that so definitely think about that because you want to ensure that when you go into a relationship and you know, by God's grace, you need someone who is amazing, that you are also giving it your best and ensuring that it becomes something. Because oftentimes, especially when we're hurt um, and people have been doing us wrong, we start to victimize ourselves so much that we forget or we, you know, we, we can't see where we might be the villain in these sort of situations, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I definitely, definitely do that take time to go over it and like figure out what you also bring to a relationship. Um, I want you to go, I want to go over these just as like few specific things that are normal in a relationship and you can like write it down or jot it down if you're going to remember when it comes to certain things, where do you think you're at? Like, let's say you meet someone next week. How soon do you think you would be willing to be in an official relationship? Oof! Uh, Things are going good.
1: I'll be honest. I'm the type that... I Because I feel like I don't know them. Maybe I would have to say maybe three months-ish to mm-hmm. six-ish, I would say, maybe. Because I want to get to know them more. Just right. because we're having a good time doesn't mean that they're going to be a bomb-ass person a relationship.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, to me, I tread lightly, and it's like, okay, i having a good time. Okay, L- did we meet the family yet? Okay, do I know his friends
2: too? He's not
1: hiding me from his friends? Okay, then, you know, that's another brownie point right there. Mm-hmm. Um, But it, that's never really happened for me or with me. Mm-hmm. So, I never had the chance to say, okay, I'm willing to get in a relationship a month in or
2: two months in. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh... <laughs>
2: No, that's good. Okay, so here, I need you to write this. So write, I need to let him know. And then we put the colon. Because it's important that these particular particular things that, you know how, especially we as women, we're often told, we see it in the movies, we might hear it, you know, from other adults, you know, about the holding back when you're on a date, for example, or when you just meet someone, like not, you know, being too much, so to speak. Honey, I am the very opposite. On our first date, I told my husband how fascinated I am by serial killers. I let my husband know how many children I want. I let my husband know straight up that it's not, we're not about to be dating for a, hell a long time before we get married. That is not about to happen. I intentionally, so to speak, look for all the possible negatives that a man might be scared away with. And I drop it on the table on the very first date. And I ensure that I reiterate it on the second date and the third date and so on. Because they need to understand. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's how you save yourself and this other person from wasting each other's time. Um, you know what's funny? I was gonna say that I've done that before, mm-hmm. and yeah,
1: then I don't see them again. <laughs> that's good. That is, is wonderful. Good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely so, yeah, I, wonderful.
1: Yeah, I've definitely done it before. Yeah,
2: that's, that's good. Funny. You definitely keep that up. Like I remember. I, I mean, I I think we meant I mentioned on the phone call the last phone call that my husband and I did meet on an online dating app. And mm-hmm. there were persons that I dated there that I, at, at some point I used to do this thing where I one dated people. So I wouldn't go on like a second date because I just did not waste time no matter what, even if it wasn't a, like a bad date, I just wouldn't because I didn't feel the need to waste my time. Like I knew, mm-hmm. I knew that this was not going to be the one. And I just did not bother. And there were persons who I would tell, like, hey, um, I'm not, like, it would be like, hey, let's hang out. And I'd be like, no, I don't hang out. If you would like to spend time with me, you need to let me know exactly what it is you would like to do with my time.
0: And then yep. that person could be like, mm,
2: yeah, no, this is not really what I'm, and I'm like, fine, oh, so long. <laughs> and that's okay. But it's very important that as we are going through this dating thing, especially for dating online, if you ever decide to go back there, then it's just important to put everything out there like just like from the get be yourself and don't even accept what you don't think you deserve from the Mm -hmm. get and that's how you're gonna like sift people out that's how it's like a vetting process so to speak um Mm -hmm. so let's figure out what you need to put out there to vet people so we had the, I need to let him know. And I think it's important that you you, you can write down however you want to write it down. You can just scribble it. Um, that I am not going to get into a relationship for about three to six months, or however long you think it is.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just listening it now. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so I need to let him know that <laughs> I... What like? Okay, so this is before ha- being a boyfriend, or like in the dating
2: phase. The, the relationship, the, the relationship, the one that we just. Well, yeah, this one is like I guess before being the boyfriend, and you are dating, and it's like okay, you know, two weeks ago. Okay. Like you want to be my boy? You're like
1: no. Okay, so I want to let him know that family is important. If you don't want to spend time with my family, and get to know them, then. Why should I waste my time with you? Wonderful.
2: Wonderful. That's a great one. For
1: sure. I want to let him know that I like someone who is financially stable. It doesn't mean you have to be rich. It doesn't mean that you have to pay for my my dinner. It means that I want someone who is good with their money. Like, they're not... (laughs) you know, splurging here and there because, like I said, I was the relationship before where they were splurging on their sneakers. And I feel like that's for money management. And what mm-hmm. does that say if we were ever to move in? Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm a big saver. I, when I'm on vacation, yeah, we splurge. I splurge. But to me, that's a telltale sign that you're terrible with your money. Absolutely. <laughs> so I want to know, hey, what are you doing, you know, to save up for the future? What if there's an emergency? So I want to let him know that I'm a good, I'm good with my money. What about you? Can I trust you?
2: No, absolutely. With that. All right, what's next?
1: (laughs) I need to let him know that sometimes my sexuality might might be fluid, and I don't need him judging me for that or taking advantage of it.
2: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need to let him know It's on your terms. Put that in bracket. Like you yeah. let them know that you're confident in this thing. They're not gonna try to manipulate you and be like, hey, let's do yeah. a No, it's on your terms. You control how that <laughs> works for you. Yeah.
1: Definitely on my terms. I need to let him know that oh, this is pretty bad <laughs> because <laughs> I've done it before that I'm not a sucker. That I definitely know the signs when someone's too timely me. Mm -hmm. and that I will you know what if you think I'm crazy that's fine but I you know like I said I've told people that their partner was cheating and Mm -hmm. I've messaged this person to tell them like hey listen you want to meet up and talk about this because I think that you're getting played Mm so I'm going to let him know that I'm confrontational and I'm not scared I'm not scared to confront anyone and he should not be afraid of that so if you have nothing to hide Mm -hmm. then you know, don't be afraid to have your phone on the side. Not that I'm going to look to it, but don't, you know, hide or, or like, oh, wait, I got to go to the bathroom p- take this phone call. I'm to let you know that I'm not stupid. <laughs>
2: yeah, I get you. No, put it out there for sure. Let them know that you are the grim reaper of cheaters, so to speak, that you're going to finish that relationship real quick if they're trying to <laughs> two time you and someone else. Yes, I've definitely scared a couple of guys like that. And I was
1: like, listen, I know this is too much info, mm. but I've done this and this and this. And they're like, whoa, like you're a little crazy. I'm like, you know what? That's fine with me. That means that, you know, you probably done this to other girls Absolutely. and go ahead and do that to them. But Absolutely. I'm not here for that.
2: That's crazy. Why would that scare oh. someone away?
1: Because I'm too smart. <laughs> mm.
2: They are definitely they must be having something going on or have intentions to play someone or something. If they're scared of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised. And what's funny is that sometimes, the, the the funny part is that sometimes I know some girls shouldn't do that where they give away all their tricks. But sometimes it does help in the beginning because it's like, okay, now you know they're not the one. But other times, I don't always say everything straight up only mm-hmm. because I want to say, oh, you know, what? let me get the benefits out. But at the same time later on, that's when I realize, okay, I see the red flags, bam, cut them out.
2: Quickly.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. Been there, done that. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I need to let him know that even though I do want something serious, it doesn't necessarily mean let's get married right away or that I don't want to get married or that... You know, because to me, this is weird. I kind of always want to get married so that I can have my father, and you know, walk me down the aisle. My mm-hmm. parents are very important to me. I... But at the same time, I don't really believe that a title, you know, it could change everything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want it to be a thing where it's like a do or die. Um So I do want them, I need to let them know that I want them to be open to marriage. And I want to let them know that at the same time, this is another thing that sounds contradictory. I want kids, but sometimes I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. That's I know. Sometimes that's that could be a deal breaker. Yeah. But I need to let him know that. Listen, right now maybe I don't want. Maybe later on I'll, I do want. And vice versa. That's something that's kind of changed over the years. I wanted to have kids, and then now I'm kind of scared because of the world that we live in, and because I don't. It's wrong to say this. I don't want to do it with the wrong person. Yeah, you know I. You know, and sometimes I have wondered. Sad to say this, what of being a single mother is better than. Being with someone who's not good. Not that I want that for myself. The answer to but answer like that's
2: of course.
1: Yeah, but you know, that's scary. You know, someone who's not going to be there or whatever the case, and it's like, okay, I'm left alone to deal with it by myself like I would have done to begin with. So that is something I need to let him know that sometimes I may be uncertain about things, but it's because of the place and time um, of things happening. Like, if I feel like we're on the verge of, like, breaking up or or something, like, we have, like, like if the waters are rocky, that's when I become indecisive because I'm scared they're going to switch it up on me.
2: What's important, though, is that you know that if ever you see that things are becoming somewhat rocky, that you are transparent with this person. Like you
1: let them know, like, hey, you're acting weird. Why? What's yes. going on? You're acting weird. is making me feel this way. Yes. Um, I was gonna say that. I was gonna, but it it also goes hand in hand with abandonment because I noticed that when I was with my boyfriend and we had like a little fight, I would fear that he would break up with me. And then I would say, hey, um, are we okay? He's like, what are you talking about? We're fine. You know, don't worry about it. You know, and I was like, okay, it's just, you know, with other people, when I've had situations like that, where we had an argument, they stopped talking to me. And we were not in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what's so hard about going to someone and say, I'm sorry, or hey, listen, let's talk about this. You know, it didn't go down the right way. So that is something that I fear that they're just going to break up with me. And it's like, what the heck? (laughs) So I need to let them know that i'm not okay with being just ghosted i i want someone who's gonna actually tell me like this ends here
2: yeah so let them know you find that honesty to- instead of you know again just being played or being ghosted that you can handle the truth
1: yes i need to know that i can handle the truth even though
2: quite often other people like to determine what you can or cannot handle That's what puts you in a bad situation, you know. That's when they decide that they're gonna lie to you or they're gonna whatever. So that's another thing you gotta like, you know, just be prepared for. But I definitely like that you you understand that that is something that you fear and that is something that might be in the way. But I think that your approach in, like I described, if you see something is weird, not if you just have an argument, but if you see any sort of like weird behavior, acknowledge it you have every right to acknowledge it way too often especially women we hold things in our chests, and that gets us nowhere. speak your peace if your chest is heavy speak your peace put it out there you have every right to be in the loop it's never fair man or woman for your significant other to have something going on that you don't know about that pertains to your relationship that is Mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous so definitely you know ensure that you keep that bravery where you speak on something if you feel it's weird you know i was going to add on to that i noticed this and i don't
1: want to generalize men but i noticed that when women do that and not just me just like i've seen it through my friends mm-hmm. or just like people who randomly just open up to me that every time they confront a situation like that where the, a guy's acting weird the guy says you're being paranoid you think too much And I've had that before. You think too much. And I'm just like, excuse me? You want to get slapped right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So to me, that really bothers me when I'm over here being open about having a conversation and then they kind of make you look stupid. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not stupid. So it's like you obviously have issues with communicating because to you, it's it's a freaking challenge to do it. So I need to let him know that I want someone who's a good communicator. And not someone who judging me and says, hey, you're paranoid or, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's really annoying. And that happens a lot. Like, even my sister says it. Like, she'll, you know, open up to someone. And they're like, where are you getting this from? Blah, 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 blah. And other times, I get it when someone is being overly paranoid, you know, Mm because I've I've seen it happen. But there is a fine line. And sometimes it's like, you know, it's not fair when you don't do it often, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I guess it's pattern patterns depends on the person um when they should be taken seriously or not and that to me it's, it's, it sucks
2: definitely but. i feel like when that happens what you do is repeat yourself this is my personal advice when you right. tell someone something you are noticing something and they tell you that you're crazy you repeat yourself and you let this person know that you will not be gaslighted it is not yes, exactly. Gaslighting. That's, That's, That's exactly, exactly it. what they try to do, and let them know. And what I, I am a very big fan of receipts. I have a very good memory, so <laughs> I will pinpoint exactly what it is I like am talking about for you. And sometimes, again, it's it, this is why it's important for every person to self reflect, and then, like you mentioned, if you have patterns, you can notice. Am I being a little whatever because of perhaps this thing that happened, or you decide, you know, you keep that in check. But sometimes there are going to be cases where you know what you're saying is actual, factual information. And when mm-hmm. that is the case, and this person tries to throw it around on you and tell you that you're a you, no, you, you live that right in the butt, and that is a very big red flag, because that is manipulation. That's yeah. what they are attempting to do. So you repeat yourself and you let them know, no, this thing happened, and this is why I think this, you are not going to gaslight me. So oh, sure. don't let them, don't do that ever. It's a crazy thing. So you could let someone know that you're not going
1: to get gaslighted either. Thank you. That one hundred percent is true. And I was talking to my cousin about the other day where we live in a in a time where it's bad to say this emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. And people don't call it what what it is, but that's exactly it. And that's why we're all here scared of relationships or jumping to relationships we're not ready for. Mm-hmm. So And yeah, I feel like people need to know more about gaslighting. And but I was going to add something. I it's not to this list, but something I just realized because I spoke about it. Um, It's one thing that's important to me. But what I bring to a relationship is definitely teaching people how to get along with their family. Mm -hmm. I was in a I something I I spoke to my friend the other day, and I said, you know what? I noticed about myself that every time I'm in a certain situation, ship or relationship. I'm the type to show them how to be nice to their family. Because a lot of people wonder, hey, how are you so close to your siblings? I don't get it. You're too close to them. And I said, there's no such thing as too close unless it bothers you. Mm-hmm. So that is something that I've noticed that I've been able to teach guys or people in my life. Mm-hmm. Because they admire, they want to say, hey, you know, I wish I had a relationship like that with my mom. And I said, hey, I can help you. Do this and do these little things. Coke with her in the kitchen. You know, watch TV with her, play bingo with her. So that is one thing that I know stands out about me, what I bring to the table.
2: That's wonderful. That's really nice. Definitely put that out there. That that could be, you know, something that a person feels they need, a person you're dating, and then it can also be something that a person might feel annoyed with, and then they might not call you again, and that's also wonderful. (laughs) Um, I wanted to jump back, though, to what you were saying in regards to the children or anything that you might personally be indecisive with, is definitely important to put that out there for that person, but you are either going to get someone who feels that same way, you know, they may or may not, like if a baby comes along, then fine, sort of thing, or you'll have someone who definitely wants children, or you will have someone who does not want children. You have to be certain that... When it comes to the person who will want children for certain or the person who won't want children, then that is going to be a a bit of a dangerous situation because you are going to end up leaning on either side and this person is already where they need to be. So you need to be mindful of the fact that if you encounter one of like these persons that you know that along the line that might become a bit, you know, tricky. So if it's someone who doesn't want children, you gotta like really be ready to perhaps end up leaning on that end so i would personally advise you to if you can try to get someone who feels the same way you do when it comes to something that is so serious
1: i guess i guess i'm hoping for someone who's willing to wait for me to be honest
2: because
1: i don't want to have kids like right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because i want to you know with my career starting now since i'm you know restarting my career I want to take care of that, and then eventually, let's say, maybe, like, mid-30s have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is something I do think about because I, (laughs) this is really random. I dated someone who was, like, 43 years old, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he wanted a kid already, like, a month of dating.
2: And I said, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he already had a kid who was 21 that I didn't know about. And the problem is he wasn't really in his life. It, the opportunity was not there for them to, you know, grow together. Mm-hmm. So he wanted that with me. And I said, okay, first of all, I'm young. <laughs> like, I, I'm i not ready. And I guess that's what kind of scared me a little bit because he was ready. And I was like, no, I'm absolutely not because I feel like that's going to put a toll on me and my career and everything that I want to do. Yeah, sure. So I want someone who, yes, is willing to wait. I don't know, 35 to 40 years
2: old. No, that's fine. Who knows? Just have to find the person who, again, just ensure that whatever it is, you find the person that is there with you on that. You want to be on mutual grounds when it comes to that. Or else, again, it can be a very bad situation. That's one of those things, you know? That and marriage is one of those things, but definitely children more than marriage because that's a whole other person. Um, That is true. Yeah. Um, I want, to. how, how soon are you willing to have sex after you will have met someone? You need to let them know that you need to be clear with that so that this person, you know, doesn't think they're about to take you home unless that is what you want, of course. But I think that's important to put that out there and men are often, and I mean, I always try to be very objective, but this is the thing that it's more so men. Um, men are always trying to see what they can get away with. Some men may not even necessarily want that from you, but they're yeah. definitely curious to see if they're gonna get it, because they like to feel as though they somewhat took it. And I don't mean this in the aggressive sense, but you know, yeah. they want to feel like they accomplished something in, you know, getting intercourse with a woman or whatever. So I think sometimes it's important for you to take back that control and put it out there like, hey, I am not going to have sex until this amount of time or I do not do this or whatever, whatever. Not in a way where you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. Which if you are, that's fine. But don't even Mm -hmm. put it out there in a way where they feel like, Ooh, a challenge. Just put it out there in a way where it's, this is where I am at with this. Understand that. And if it doesn't work for you, then keep it pushing. Okay.
1: (sighs) I've done that before. The thing is that sometimes it varies and then sometimes I get turned off and I don't, I don't go obviously all the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because there have been times where actually it was only like, I mean, one I sent is different from like an actual like date date, but there was a time, you know, I've been on many dates, but on those dates I never went home with them because I was like, oh, you know, they didn't feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. But there was one time where actually the most recent situation ship back in the fall. Actually, on the first date, that was my first time ever doing that. And what's funny, when we did talk about beforehand, we said, oh, you know, we get there when we get there. But then when the date went so well, we were like, wow, we were both on board. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time also doing that too. And it felt right. I didn't regret it. That was the first time that I didn't regret something. <laughs> and it felt nice. And of course, you know, the second date went well, and, and then mm-hmm. from there, the third date just didn't go well. Mm-hmm. But
2: but you he was the experience
1: okay. that you liked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and he was okay with that, though. Like, the fact that things changed, and he's like, oh, okay, fine. He's like, are you comfortable with that? Are you sure? So I liked that he was able to kind of keep me on my toes, too. Like, hey, you said this, and I was like, you know what? It's okay.
2: <laughs> Let's yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah. Well,
1: so, I definitely on my terms, and it felt good, because I was like, you know, we had a good time. I mean, the experience, obviously, at the end was different, but It's something that I learned to kind of just like, I'm, you know, I'm that strong woman who (laughs) can take control of her sex life because other people tend to write the narrative for you. But this time I did it myself.
2: I love that. What was important with that first date that you had with that guy is that you guys discussed it beforehand. Mm -hmm. Definitely as a woman, keep doing that. Put it on the table. If you know that you may or may not have sex at the end of this date. Put it on the table, like, let it be, but you ensure that you put it there so that this person doesn't feel like you're some sort of conquest or something of the sort, you know what I mean? Right. Like, let them know, like, it's your terms when it comes to something like that. and it's, it's that simple. So the the fact that you guys did discuss it beforehand and let it be a thing where, look, if this goes well, then sure, and if it doesn't, then whatever, is why (laughs) that experience and that situation was one that didn't need to turn sour, Mm because no one was, like... Left out of the loop, there was transparency. Transparency but, goes a long way. How
1: how soon are you willing to move in with someone, whether you move in to them or move in together, they move to you. However, how soon would I move in with someone? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So this one's a bit touchy because I never had the chance to do that. Mm-hmm. I've lived with my parents my whole life. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay, so it sounds kind of weird. Maybe like. A year? I I I know it can change from person to person. But when I kind of would stay with my, like I said, my point of reference would always be my like, where's I? my ex? Mm-hmm. But when I was with him, I would see him like every weekend, every other weekend. And I like staying with him. You know, he was clean and everything like that. But I liked having my own space too.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, it's kind of one of those things that sometimes you know, I I want to get to know them and maybe eventually move in, but then I'm kind of scared of, like, oh, what if they cheat on me? I'm going to have to, like, take my name off the lease, or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how I feel about moving in with people, especially me knowing how I am with myself, that I'm a neat freak, and you know, I, I do things a certain way, and sometimes, like, especially if I see over someone's house, and I know it's people's, like, small little practices or habits, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want that to be a thing where I'm, like, I'm going to break up with them because they don't put their toothbrush in the right place <laughs> right,
2: right, right. so it, that's a little in the gray area All it right. really depends so let the, them know completely. that i feel like it's in. you can like let them know that moving in with someone is something that you're still on the line with you're not you don't know yet because you don't want the situations happen where this like i feel like and these are i'm just bringing up particular things that i feel like could be the make or break in a re- of a relationship but sometimes they don't happen until the situation comes yeah. whereas it should have been discussed and acknowledged way before so a person mm-hmm. could try to hint at you that they're ready for you to move in 8 months into the relationship and and you, you might not be willing to move in with, a, with someone until 2 years down the line or until they're married or whatever it might be and then this, situ- this conversation is not happening until 8 months down the line and then what might even be a good relationship might have to come to an end because of this intense moment of miscommunication and that right. misunderstanding. So it's definitely important to put that out there. That that is something that you are skeptical about, so to mm-hmm. speak, that you don't know. So that a person does not need to have any expectations of you and they can know that you don't have expectations of them. But it's definitely important Correct. to spend time with them in their yes. personal environment because you need to know that this is someone that you can Work with whatever <laughs> it does happen.
1: That's correct. Household
2: <laughs> lifestyles can also be make or break.
1: hmm I'm trying to think what else do I need to let him know.
2: You're doing so great with this, by the way. Wonderful job.
1: It's, it's you know, it's fun because it's making me realize, like, I am evolving in that way where now... You know, even though I'm trying not to be shallow, it's okay to be picky, especially when it comes to seeing the red flags. Mm -hmm. And, and and you know what's funny? Sometimes, sometimes, some of the guys that you don't expect that you wouldn't go for sometimes turn out to be the best people. But at the same time, sometimes those guys turn out to take advantage of you because it's like, wow, this really pretty girl is really into me. And I'm just like, why? Why does this happen? <laughs> because because you know someone who's really attractive might treat you like crap, or you might say, wow, that guy's really good looking, but maybe I don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like now it's not even about that. Now it's about what I don't want, what I do want. Mm-hmm. So it's it's different perspective for me. So that's why I'm actually like having a good time with this because it's. My the brain exercises are flowing.
2: <laughs> that's wonderful. The alignment is is a bit different now as mm-hmm. this new Giselle that is going after exactly what she wants. Exactly. Taking <laughs> control of her narrative. So that's good. What else you got? <laughs>
1: For sure. And. Um, <sighs> Let's see, is there a long list, or, or is there another category to add Is on? there
2: more? No, For uh, this will be the last exercise, so to speak for okay. the night. So if you want to, to look at it afterwards and, and think more, that is also definitely okay. Okay. All right, so you'll do that? Yes. Yeah. All right, awesome. Now, I wanted to leave you with somewhat something that I kind of, uh, we brushed over in the last conversation is about mm-hmm. strategizing um okay. in, like with relationships with everything that we have written here we've written what you are not going to accept we've written how you want your relationship to serve you we've written what you need to let someone know from the get so that you don't have these like stumbling blocks throughout your relationship and you can have somewhat more like more smooth sailing you're going mm-hmm. to write down What you bring to a relationship and how a relationship with you could serve someone—these are a lot of these are the important things that a person needs to understand when they're going into something. But what's what else becomes important is who you're going into this situation as, Mm -hmm. because you can have what you're going with, but you need to know who you're going as. And I want you to know that you should go only as yourself. I think the last time you the the phone call we had, um, you were saying like you know about you're thinking like should you be tough or should you be this for this person or whatever. But and I think what I said to you is to just be vulnerable, but not necessarily vulnerable for that person, but vulnerable for yourself. For yourself. Because Mm -hmm. when you are vulnerable, that means that there is nothing that they can break down and hurt you. You're out there. You're confident in yourself. You're not strategizing because when you're strategizing, like okay, this person is like that, when you try to deliver that, then you are starting out this relationship as some sort of game or some sort of battle. You don't Mm -hmm. need to strategize. You just go as yourself. You be you. And the thing about it is when you are vulnerable, but you are doing for yourself and serving yourself in the ways that the relationship should serve you or the ways that you Mm -hmm. want it to serve you, then even if this person goes south, it's not going to hurt you as much because you got you. You know what I mean? You've already been providing yourself with the trust and the reciprocity and the the, the everything that you will have wanted this relationship to bring to you. You will have been serving yourself that way, you know? So when they go left is fine. But definitely allow yourself to be vulnerable for your own sanity. Don't put up this wall that someone is going to try to penetrate or that someone could penetrate and then you get hurt just be yeah. you and go into this with that you have the the knowledge that you now have that you've written down is wonderful and it is going to take you a long way in figuring out who you actually do get into this like a relationship with but more than anything I'm sure that you Giselle get into that relationship not this Giselle or that Giselle or you yeah. know just you yeah that's all you have to do and i think you're gonna be fine the person Thank that you're you becoming within the, the past few sessions and phone calls alone like the things that you've realized and noticing like how you're evolving i think you, you'll be good but I, I definitely just don't have that fear yeah do you still let me actually ask do you still feel with what you've given yourself here with this knowledge do you still feel as fearful when it comes to relationships um if you do it's fine because it could be different contexts
1: it's like half and half because it's like i'm ready to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship
2: Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. um i guess i'm just fearful of it just ending abruptly like it's always had in the past
2: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. that's really it um
2: so you're not like fearful of being in a relationship you don't want your work to Flood so much in your life that you're no longer thinking of relationships, like you don't feel that way about a relationship in itself anymore. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's wait, yeah, or like, yeah, as in you don't, or <laughs> oh, that I that I don't want a relationship.
1: No, like I'm saying,
2: you no longer feel like you need your career to flood in your life. Where you can oh, sorry, I self.
1: misunderstood. No, that's um. Fine. I mean, I think I could juggle. I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at multitasking. All
2: right, so you're welcome to it now. That's wonderful. That means you, you don't have the fear of the relationship in itself anymore, but I mean, getting rid of the fear of someone hurting you is kind of, that's a bit of a, that's a tough one, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure if anyone is ever gonna be able to get rid of that. The most you can do is just brace yourself as much as you can.
1: Exactly. And I always like to think that you know, like, this is random, but this Lady Gaga Cole has always sat with me, mm-hmm. that a person can come and go, romance is fleeting, but your career will never leave you. <laughs> so I guess that's why, in a sense, I'm kind of like, you know what, if, you know, that person leaves me, I still have a backbone, I still have another love in my life, my mm-hmm. career, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know for some people that that's the problem. It's like, oh, don't let the career, you know, over, you know, overpower you. but for some people, that is a way of, like, getting away from that pain um, of what you can't get out of a relationship or when that relationship ends. So, for some people, it's therapeutic. And maybe that's why I always kept it, like, my number one for now because it hasn't really disappointed me. Mm-hmm. Um, But I am, like I said, willing to... Bring that person in and and share my experiences with me because now, like I said, that I'm in a new journey and new career path. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to share it with somebody else and show them what I have to give and offer. So that's why I'm open to it. <laughs> that's
2: wonderful. I'm glad. I'm really glad to hear that you're feeling a bit more, if I could say, optimistic. Yeah. About the <laughs> world and everything. That's that's really great. And even like you know, it's good that you feel even good about this new career path and what you're doing with that and like you know maneuvering your goals and everything to so to speak that even with that and this new person that you're all together just more confident about everything that's like mm-hmm. that's really that's really wonderful and i think you'll, you'll be you'll do good i'm trusting that if you meet someone anytime soon that you're going to be able to properly Maneuver even that, and you're going to be able to be yourself because the person that you are is someone that you love and someone that you trust. Especially with that hurdle from the last conversation we had, once yeah. you've forgiven yourself and you trust yourself more, you're definitely going to feel good. And if it does, you know something does go wrong, and you have your work to fall back on. That's wonderful, but definitely remember, even with the Lady Gaga quote, that that love, that like genuine love that you do desire. Not even the best career could match it. And that <laughs> genuine love, that is what I hope you're able to find. Deep, Me too. Definitely. All right. All right how was the session for you?
1: It was, it was cool. It, it, sometimes I'm not like really comfortable looking at things like when it comes to situationships, but this time I was actually comfortable talking about it and looking at what went wrong or... You know where I went wrong, so because sometimes you're kind of like in denial about some things. But mm. I was actually able to be like, "Hey, I did this. Why did I do that?"
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I it feels good to be open about things that you know you're wrong about, or like you messed up, or, or things that like weren't your fault.
2: Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, I am glad, and awesome. you have some homework as always. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and I'll- definitely do good with that and we will meet the next session
1: all right looking forward to it thanks so much ayana no
2: problem i'm really glad that you're doing that you're feeling better especially from the last conversation much i'm so glad you're in much better spirits
1: (laughs) thank you thank you so much um i look forward to the next session as always
2: yes awesome (laughs) all right you Mm -hmm. have a wonderful evening
1: you too take care Bye. bye bye